1: Welcome to the, gosh, it's almost time for pitchers and catchers to report edition uh, of Sharing Sox. I'm Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son, and just for a little while longer, West Coast correspondent, Will. And we're delving into many, many things. This is number 99 of our
2: podcast. 99, the Aaron Judge to- episode. When we get to
1: 100 next week, the boss is going to come on with us. So maybe we'll be fired. (laughs) We'll see.
2: uh, That would be a good, that'd be a cool way to go out, though. (laughs) Getting fired on the podcast on your 100th episode. I mean, there are are less dramatic ways that aren't interesting. I I like that. I dig it.
1: But back to drama. Uh, We are recording this on Friday, the 10th of February, uh, in the early afternoon. I just looked to make sure there's nothing new. Five days from now, now the, the, some some of the World uh, Baseball Classic uh, players are reporting a couple of days earlier. But the full pitchers and catchers report next Wednesday, the fifteenth. And the elephant is still out shopping around the room. Nothing from Major League Baseball on Mike Clevenger. Unbelievable. Nothing. Not a peep. Just not unbelievable. An update, not a They've word. Had months and months. It's been very public since the woman went on. Uh, the accuser went on Instagram. Uh, Months ago now, and nothing out of them, which means the White Stocks can do nothing. They can't fire Clevenger. They can't punish Clevenger by 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 the contract by by the union contract rules. Um, it's insane that they've done nothing. At the very least, they can come out and say inconclusive. He's on what they call administrative leave, which is kind of out of bail.
2: <clears throat> which is what they did with Bauer. Essentially. Yes, yes. And then yeah. so
1: the White Sox just say, don't come to camp. You're on leave. Uh, should that last into the season, they have to pay him. But that's fine. I think their worries with him the least right now is millions of dollars, but still, it's a payment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still go with Paul Sullivan, who's probably amongst casual fans, uh, the most widely read person who writes about the White Sox who's saying they cannot play him. They cannot play him. They cannot play him. And they can't. I mean, MLB could come out and say, we've looked into this and we've got it right here where she threatened she'd beat herself up and photograph it if you don't give me $10 million. But they're not doing it. They're not coming out with anything. Not even a it's inconclusive. Yeah. And yes, they're not supposed to talk about it all under investigation, but this is public now. It's been public for months. Um at least you can say it's still pending. It's something,
2: and we're rapidly approaching the season. It's it's not like this is, you know, mid November. We are we are there. We are there. Mike Clevenger is supposed to be reporting in a White Sox uniform in a few days, and what what do you do? What do you do? You can't. So I, I would think, since you can't punish him, you can't tell him not to come to camp. No. Um, you can ask him not to come to camp, um, but I would think... And mean, know, he's such
1: a swell teammate that he'd certainly go along with whatever.
2: I mean, if you ask him not to come to camp, he's definitely coming to camp. Um, but talk about you know, just a crap storm, to put it in a nice way. This was our year of getting rid of the distractions. We got rid of La Russa. We did the right thing there. We didn't have a good offseason, which we'll get to, but the distractions were supposed to be gone got this new manager who i do actually have a lot of faith in uh and now you you're going to start with so much noise again because nothing is being done it's not like you know if you get rid of clevenger if if mlb moves on this and clevenger's gone anybody cares no one cares he's not really on the team yet but what do you do what i i i just i don't know it it's all in mlb's hands and MLB moves so slowly and and they're so pathetic when it comes to this stuff that it's it screws over the teams that have these guys. I mean, the, Dodgers the player, for that matter. I mean, and the player too. Um, yeah. I mean, who we don't know the outcome of this investigation technically, and we are we need to know. We need to know what is going on here. That is our our fifth starter. Um. Obviously, these accusations are a lot more important than baseball. Let's, I'm happy to get rid of them as soon as we can. No problem with that, even though it, it gives us no fifth starter. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I think, uh, look at the steamer has got him pitching 20, uh, 26 games this season. So, that,
2: well, <laughs> yeah, for a guy who's not necessarily known for being healthy, I think. Any any prediction that he's going to pitch that much is is questionable to me. But I know that's what they're hoping to use him for. If he's not an abuser, all of their
1: projections on the pitchers are questionable. They got C starting thirty two and Lynn and Gialito thirty one apiece. Not going to happen. Cease might C stays healthy. Gialito, particularly Lynn, unless Lynn comes to camp having lost fifty pounds, he ain't making thirty one starts.
2: Which is uh, we'll we'll segue a little bit into the White Sox that are playing in the world baseball classic which yeah. is coming up. And I was shocked to see that Lance Lynn is going to play. Um, I, I can't believe that some of these White Sox players who are playing are playing. I, I get it. I, I would want to play in it too. It, it the world baseball classic is really fun, but you're talking about, you know, we're sending Lance Lynn and Tim Anderson uh to the American team. These are two guys who have not been on the field much. And the idea that they're going to go play highly competitive baseball right before the season makes me think we're probably going to be without Tim Anderson and Lance Lynn when the season starts. Uh not impossible. And, well, and they're not the people. only ones
1: up uh, for the American team, Braven's also going to pitch that that's a, a late addition to the American team. But Luis Robert, Juan Moncada are playing for Cuba. Luis does not exactly stay healthy well either. Juan
2: does not necessarily stay healthy well.
1: Aloy is playing for the Dominican Republic. He doesn't stay healthy at waiting all. to
2: happen. These are guys who have not been in shape to play Major League Baseball in August. And we're going to send them out there to a, a highly competitive tournament in March. I, I just think it's a really bad idea that a lot of these White Sox players are playing. I know a lot of fans probably feel that way about their players playing in it, um, just based on injuries, but the White Sox are sending marquee injured guys to, to play at a high level before they are in shape to do so, really. Um, I mean, I, I don't hope they get eliminated right away, but it might be the best thing for the White Sox if they do, because even with Graveman, if he gets hurt, we don't. Then we don't have Hendricks and we don't have Kendall Graveman. So we have nobody on the back end of the bullpen. Uh, Lance Lynn. I'll be shocked if he doesn't somehow get hurt during the World Baseball Classic. I'll, I'll be shocked, honestly, if we have Lance Lynn not on the IR to start the season.
1: I, I I won't I won't go along with that, but I do think I will be shocked if he lasts through that and through the entire season.
2: Yeah. No way. No way. He's, he's older, he's showing signs of, of fatigue, easy fatigue as a pitcher. He's not the workhorse he once was. He tries to be, credit him for that. But, you know, with, with our White Sox pitchers who still have not really proven to us that they can go five innings, uh, I have huge concerns about Lance Lynn not preparing in a traditional way for this season. Same with Tim Anderson. I, I have huge injury concerns with Tim playing in this. It's a whole different beast to do spring training versus playing in a very, very competitive international tournament. I mean, it's talk about a way to have that adrenaline make you do things you shouldn't be doing yet at this point of the year. That's the world baseball classic. So you just have to, you know, cheer for them and and hope that they, they make it through. Um, but i'm I'm very, very skeptical of the particular guys that are are playing in this thing i I'm, the other the other I haven't mentioned
1: Jose Ruiz is playing for Venezuela. I don't worry about him uh you know and, and same with great mean relief pitchers unlikely to get harmed doing a few innings uh during the wBC
2: unlikely but not impossible but yeah Ru- ruiz and graveman are are the least of my concerns except for the fact that we don't have anyone who can replace them <laughs> I, mean, I mean we've we've got no one we have we have the depth of a a kiddie pool that hasn't been filled yet uh it, it's concerning nick avila nick avila have you heard of nick avila he's related I, to Al avila. I, I personally have heard of him yes that's where my knowledge ends. Well, to switch subjects, uh, today, the day
1: we're recording, Scott Merkin, who is the, the corporate shill who, who writes White Whiteside stuff on com, and is not necessarily knowledgeable in general, but since they talk to no reporters or no fans or anything, he's insider guy to know, came out today with his projected opening day lineup, and he's got... Uh, some, you assume, Vaughn and Anderson and, and Mocata in the infield. He's got Romeo at second base, Romeo Gonzalez, not Lenin Sosa, and certainly not anybody else that they might sign. Uh, usual catchers, uh, left field Benintendi, center field Robert, right field Collas starting the season. Uh, wow. Eloy as the DH. Then you get into some, uh, kind of interesting nick avila is one of the relievers the other he's got the eight relievers the other seven are exactly what we think you know, take away uh liam hendricks from last year and the rest of those guys but avila is he's never pitched above double a why why i mean they, they signed like 127 minor league reliever contracts why if this one would be the one that Burke thinks is going to be on the roster i have no idea
2: I guess because it's, it's kind of a throw a dart and just hope one of them is <laughs> at the major league level. He also, what, what was his, his
1: other one he had for the, for the backups? Leroy, Gavin Sheets, and Victor Reyes. Reyes okay. instead of Billy Hamilton or, uh, Jake. Uh, but but brain dead old man. Burger. No, no, the the oh. the the, out, the the outfielder. That they have
2: got under my league contract. Ah, I'm too old. That's all right. You're the geezer. You're allowed to do that. But but
1: those two are both exceedingly good outfielders. Reyes five years in the majors, one WAR total, one tenth WAR last year, all of it with Detroit. Uh. Bad outfielder. I mean, he scores fairly well in left. But uh, marisnick that's what the Oh, yeah, at, right, right, right. They so, say yeah. it's not really
2: Alzheimer's if you remember it eventually. Former <laughs> former Astro. Uh, yeah, Jake. and an
1: excellent outfield. And can play center field. Also For the sure. case – I mean, Billy, I wish it would be Billy Hamilton because I just love to watch him play.
2: Not necessarily to watch him bat, but <laughs> to watch him in any, any other aspect of the game. It's He's even just fun just to watch fun. him bat because <laughs> – while he's not great at hitting, you truly never know what he's going to do. He, he comes up with big hits at big times. And he is he is a guy who loves the moment. He loves being in those big moments. And, yeah, I mean, we've, we have probably devoted over 99 episodes. You can probably take 40 whole episodes of us talking about how much we love Billy Hamilton. <laughs> um, because he's our kind of guy. He's our kind of guy. I would much rather have him on this team, especially in a situation where it looks like we might be coming in with some noise again from the outside. Billy Hamilton is a leader. He is a leader. And what did we lose more than anything this off season? We lost our team leader. And Jose Abreu. the best hitter, <laughs> and, and the best hitter. But like you know, obviously Jose Abreu's tangibles very much there, but his intangibles may be even more important now. Clearly, the leadership wasn't quite overcoming the La Russa uh, issues, but uh, losing Abreu is a leadership gap that has to be filled. Right now, I have no clue who that leader would be on on the White Sox. I I look around the team, and I I just don't see it.
1: And that's not even the things that got scored by people like the uh, Athletic giving the White Sox offseason an F. The only Which we'll get gave. we'll get
2: into we'll get into that on the second half, but let's talk a little bit more about this this lineup still. So they've got Coloss starting in right field on day one.
1: That that's that's Merkin, and and that's some of the predictions. There was an article today on MLB trade rumors saying what are the options, and that's the first option that they they list. Correct,
2: up. correct. And as we've discussed before, the guy has what thirty AAA at bats or something like that. Uh, yeah, thirty one, um, I think. It's it's obviously Oscar Colos massive talent going to be a major league baseball player. Is he the guy you want in right field on opening day this season? I I think the answer is just no, uh, and, and that's not about his talent. It's about him not having a chance to fully develop, which is what we've been doing to players. We've been kind of we're kind of the opposite of the Guardians in that we. We just th- throw guys out there before we've developed them. Uh, if you need examples, look at any outfield tape of Andrew Vaughn that you have. And I, I think that's what's going to happen with Coloss as well. Major League Baseball, I mean, these guys say it every year. It is a vastly different speed from AAA. AAA is, is a lot of guys who are going to play Major League Baseball, but a ton of guys who are never going to play Major League Baseball. And when you get to the show, it moves at a, at a speed so far beyond even AAA that just being thrown out there uh, when you have not played a lot of AAA will be an absolute shock for even someone as talented as Oscar Colas. Now, he'll get his big league audition. His, he'll have a chance to, to get better at the pro level. Uh, but that could take a lot of time. I mean, we could see a situation where Colos isn't really even hitting the ball until late in the season. Um, but we have no one else, and I'm I'm not against Colos being out there because we have no one else. Speaking, um, speaking of
1: no one else's, since if it's if if Merkin is right, which he isn't necessarily, and Victor Reyes is the fourth outfielder rather than than Hamilton or Resnick. Uh, he can't play center. He has played center. He can't really play center. So your backup right. center fielder is Gregory Garcia, who is also your only infield backup. Just according to what Merkin's yeah. throwing out there, would be your only infield backup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I mean, they, is They, they talk about depth. having no depth. That's no depth. That is real, real serious no depth. Yeah. I
2: uh, mean, we, we have for a team that is theoretically in a contention window, which of course now we kind of laugh at that, but we are, this is still technically our window that we were supposed to be good to have that little depth. Can't do it. Can't do it. Unless you can, you know, figure out a way to, to stop those injuries from happening like they've been happening. And, you know, I don't know that that's possible, but depth is, is going to be the death death of this team for sure. For sure it is
1: ESPN just came out and said we have the seventh best starting rotation starting pitcher rotation in the majors but that includes Clevenger who better not be playing which means presumably Davis Martin uh who did okay last year was also hurt at the end of the year uh and then I mean you talked about no depth you're, <laughs> you're just it's I
2: I it's think we depth. only I I'm shocked even by that ranking. I, I I think we have the seventh best rotation if all of them have their best season.
1: Essentially what they were saying was they expect comebacks from Lynn and
2: Giolito. Why and would you more, expect a comeback from Lynn?
1: I I, I don't expect it at all. None. I expect it from Giolito. I really do, but I don't expect it from Lynn. I, I hope for
2: it from Giolito. And, Gialito, and but
1: that's talking more more innings from Michael Kopech. But well, we have no evidence that he's up to it.
2: Yeah, none at all. None at all. And, and again, we're going to just have a horrible time with, with pitch counts as we always do. We're going to have guys throwing 110 pitches in five innings. And then you got to go to that bullpen, which is questionable at best at this point, uh, with, with Hendricks out and, and Crochet out. I, I don't know, but we got to take our break here. We'll come back and we will talk about these, uh, off season grades, uh, from, the Athletic from MLB Insider. Uh, spoiler alert, no A's uh, headed our way. Uh, but hang in there. We'll be right back on Sharing Socks.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Welcome back to Sharing Socks. We uh, talked about Dirtbag Clevenger and uh, about our opening day roster opportunities. Um, If you didn't listen to the first half, I'll recap. Bleak, bleak, and bleak. Uh, (laughs) And uh, let's talk about these off-season grades. The White Sox got hit with an F from the Athletic, uh, the only F, I believe,
1: yes. uh, the, that they uh, did. The, out. The closest one was the
2: Rockies had a D. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you can't match up to the wow. Rockies,
2: you're in trouble. <laughs> Holy cow. And uh, the MLB Insider, far more optimistic with a D-minus. Um, I'm probably more on the D-minus train. I, I'm probably closer to the F-plus train. Uh, the solid F, but we were, we were about as bad as you can possibly be this offseason. Uh, we've got 8,000 minor leaguers who can't play and Andrew Benintendi, uh, is, is who pretty can. much. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with Benintendi. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that he's the guy you want attached to the claim of the biggest contractor teams ever <laughs> given out, but that's the situation we're in. He's certainly a huge left field upgrade. Unfortunately, we've got Eloy who wants to be playing in the field. Well, he can't because that's where Ben Benatendi plays. Ben is not good enough to play center field, not good enough to play right field. There's nowhere else for him. He is a good left fielder,
1: Yeah.
2: Um, also a good hitter. Um, but Ben will be starting in left field pending injuries for the entire season. So Eloy must DH. He wants to play right field. Right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I can tell you this. If you put Eloy Jimenez in right field, Cleveland is stretching singles into triples. (laughs) They'll see a ground ball go between first and second, and they'll be thinking third base on that arm. Eloy has a truly terrible arm. I, I can't imagine he could even sort of play right field. He he couldn't handle left field. Now we're going to – he wants to go out there and catch balls, breaking the opposite direction. Do you know how long it's going to take him to figure that out? It's he, gonna he, take thinks years. It's, he
1: thinks it's easier and that he's got it made. Uh, Pedro Grafal is saying he could be out there one or two days a week. I, I presume if they face a left-hander in particular, if, if Colossi is the regular right fielder and they face left-hander. uh Reyes can play out there. He's not a good right fielder. He's only a good left fielder, uh, if he's the guy. And of course, Marisnik and Hamilton can play out there all day. Yeah, an outfield of Ben and Robert and Hamilton, or Marisnik, you're just daring guys to hit five balls. That's a hell of a defensive outfield and a completely yeah, reverse is... from last year. Although, one of, the, one of the predictions that I saw, and I forget which one it was, had Robert. As an extreme negative defensively. And that's got to go off the fact that he was just phoning it in much of last year.
2: Yeah. Because I mean, the skill is un- – I mean, he was a golden glover the year before. And he should be. He should be a gold glove finalist every single year. His his skill set is – it's top three in all of baseball. Yeah. But he does he-, he
1: does like to throw, throw the ball back to the infield by way
2: of – Trying to knock down a Chinese balloon,
1: he but, does. Uh, He's
2: someone. Someone in spring training's got to mention to him that there's a an, an infielder out there waving, saying, <laughs> "Throw it to me first, and then I'll throw it the rest of the way." Called a cutoff man. It's a new concept. We'll see how it have, how it works with the uh, shift rules. But it's been around baseball for quite some time. So hopefully someone mentions it to Luis. But Luis needs to make an absolute defensive turnaround. And the only person who can do that is Luis's mind. Luis has the skill set to be arguably the best center fielder uh, in terms of catching the ball in all of baseball. He was that uh, early on. And now he has, he has regressed like, like nobody's business, including taking a couple of fly balls off the dome, uh, which you rarely get to see at the major league level. And while uh, it's entertaining, it's not necessarily good for uh you know, the whole uh, concussion uh, scenario. Um, but Luis needs a massive defensive turnaround. But I agree. If you can go out there and you've got Ben and in left and you've got Luis Robert center and Nick in right, and they are playing to their abilities, that is about as good of a defensive outfield as you can have. Ben while he is not good in the other positions, is a what I would call, you know, if there is such thing as an elite left fielder, he's about as close to an elite left fielder as you can have, uh, in terms of defense. You know, you're not always, you don't necessarily put your best guy in left field, uh, in Major League Baseball, but he is good at that position. Um, but as we know, and well, we don't know, but as, you know, Merck is predicting, we won't have Marisnik or Billy Hamilton, uh, in that lineup. And so you're talking about Lurie Garcia, uh, potentially, uh, stepping into, to right field at times, which. Or center. Uh, or center, which, you know, tells me if I were batting to hit the ball to right or center, depending on where Laori is. Not that Leory is terrible.
1: No, he's certainly much better than what we usually had at left and right last year.
2: Yes. But he is not a major league outfielder by any stretch of the imagination. So we, we got an F, we got a D minus. I'm sure that really woke up Han, uh, to, (laughs) to make some good moves, but it seems like we're essentially done. We are, it seems pretty much done making it. You know, Michael
1: Waka is still out there on the pitching front. If they would just come out and say, uh, Clevenger is suspended for three months or season or whatever. Um, Maybe they get in on the action there. I don't know why Waka hasn't signed. I guess he's just asking for too much money. seems to be the case.
2: He's asking for a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, Elvis Andres is still is. out
1: there, uh, as a potential second baseman or actually shortstop, but Tim at second would be even better, but, uh, they're not going to happen. It just doesn't look like it's going to, but which made this one other thing. Uh, uh the athletic. Which I, I get now. I, I never subscribe to anything that I have to pay, but except I get the New York Times, so now I get the Athletics since they bought it. Uh, and I get the White Sox up. They did a survey of White Sox fans. I got two thousand responses. And most of it was everything, ah, oh, it's terrible. This is terrible. This is great. Oh, this is good. But there were some interesting things. Jerry Reinsdorf, what's the what's what is your complaint about Jerry Reinsdorf? What's your main one? And they listed five or six choices. Overwhelmingly, it was budget. And certainly that has been a complaint about it for years. But really, you know, the top seven uh, payroll last year, its that's not the hugest complaint. And that was top seven with on wasting incredible amounts of money, particularly on the bullpen. Uh, one of the other choices was just the way they treat fans or, or, or attitude toward fans. Right? That I thought, to me, that's all encompassing because it includes. Yeah. Budget. The other thing that surprised me was rate Rick Hahn and everybody was negative, but you had two categories, of, two steps of negative. And one was he's got to do better. And the next one was I want to have gone and we need to change. I would have thought we need to change this 80% and it was only about 30.
2: Well, I mean, people still, you know, it wasn't that long ago he was executive of the year or whatever. And so. He's quite willing to remind us. And he is also, Han is an expert at one thing, in my opinion, and that is deflecting blame. <laughs> he he is an expert at making it all sound like it's not on him. and And he's good at selling that things are going better than we think.
1: He's yes. also really, really good at kissing Jerry's butt.
2: Yes. Um, I think Han is not necessarily a lost cause, but I think the the Han-Williams-Reinsdorf trio makes them all a lost cause. I, I think they are just an absolute trio of disaster in terms of who's running your baseball club. I, I think Han should be gone. I'm with the 30%. He, he, I don't think Hans should necessarily be out of baseball, but he should be out of the Chicago White Sox. He's he's clearly not motivated. He kisses Jerry's butt. He's making terrible decisions. He's, you know, maybe I would put him at, at 26th best GM at, at this point. Um, which, four is, worse. which is, which is generous. Name, name, name the four worst. <laughs> I can't, I can't even name them, but I'm sure they're in Pittsburgh and Colorado and, and. <laughs> Places like that. Although those teams are in rebuilds. So we, ours is actually worse. You know what? I'm just going to say it. He's last. He's last in Major <laughs> League Baseball. Um, just, just terrible at his job. And uh, I, people I,
1: were also asked, what's the best thing
2: about the front office or, or
1: the upper management levels? And that agreement, I totally agree with. I think you'd probably totally agree with that. It was overwhelming. That was Marco Patti and the international scouting.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Particularly yeah. with Cuba. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that is something we excel at. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's really interesting. The, the White Sox fan base is really, really feeling like they are not cared about at all. And, you know, whether it's sports or whether it's politics, that's kind of where the beginning of the end is for, for businesses, for politicians, for franchises. When people feel like they're not being listened to. No one cares about them. The White Sox are making it tough to, a tough sell to spend a lot of money to go to baseball games. And it costs a lot of money to even go to White Sox games, not compared to the North side. But look at the Cubs offseason. I I don't know that we're going to be the best team in Chicago this year. And that is embarrassing. That's embarrassing because you have a Cubs team that completely committed to a rebuild and now they are potentially Going to be as good as the White Sox already during our championship window. I, I just don't see a, a way for the team to, to gain the trust of fans again anytime soon. Um, we, we're just not doing it. They're not making any of the moves to instill that trust in us. And then with the, the Clevenger thing's not on the White Sox. It's on MLB, but you know, we're, we're in a, well, tight the, spot the White again. Sox signed Clevenger.
1: And, and yes, the latest accusations were not public and they may, they came, they didn't know and that, that may very well be true. But Clevenger being just a complete dirtbag human being who does not care about his teammates in the least, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, was known widely known, has been for years to sign that jerk rather than to go after and, and who didn't even pitch well. I mean, he's, he's coming back from, he's coming yes. back from a second Tommy John, which is, not a shoe in it's it's about fifty fifty where the pitchers do well after a second Tommy John, and particularly they don't last long. they don't last much longer than he's already lasted after a second Tommy John. Yes, there are exceptions. there are guys that go on for fifteen years after a second Tommy John and do well, but they're exceptions, they're not the rule,
2: yeah, why and they're not dirt bags <laughs> you know they, I mean, it's just I mean the it's, big it's, thing it's for me problem. is is the upside on Clevenger. Is what a a 450 ERA? I I, I mean, I think that's if Clevenger gets cleared in this thing somehow and does pitch, I I think the best thing we're looking at is an ERA around 450. And that's a bad signing for one year, 12 mil to get a guy who is notoriously a piece of crap who is also not good anymore. I mean, it's not like they're, they're signing, you know, 2004 Kurt Schilling. And you know you're getting a jerk, but you're getting a jerk who's gonna, you know, get you through the World Series. This is Clevenger. This is a fifth starter who might be designated by the end of the year. I, I just, I, I don't see a world where there the upside is even good on on Clevenger. Oh, uh, hold it.
1: Just, yeah. just new new Clevenger information from Major League Baseball just came in. They're waiting until the second witness, who is now ten months old. Yeah, uh, reaches oh, okay. the age of 21, so she can testify.
2: Great, great. Um, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, and honestly, would not shock me if that was what Major League Baseball did. <laughs> Major League Baseball is like, well, we gotta wait till we can get that real firsthand account from from one of the people who was abused. Uh, I I just hope Major League Baseball moves quickly so we can get Clevenger out, kick him to the curb. Tell them we've got no room for that kind of crap in, in baseball. These guys need to be held accountable for their off-field behaviors. Um, we, we have to expect that. These are grown men. These are grown men. There's no excuse. Let's hope Major League Baseball moves on this sometime in the next week, which I realize is asking for a miracle. Uh, but, but I need it for myself as a White Sox fan. I, I need them to do something right here. So that we can go into this season thinking we're good guys again because we have not been good guys for for quite some time and and we deserve that as White Sox fans. We are an extremely loyal fan base, yes, we are negative at times, of course, every fan base is, uh but they give us reasons to be negative. We don't pull it out of nowhere, um but well, that is
1: the negativity, yes, we are. And, of course, we've been accused of this negativity. Steve Stone goes bonkers. Han goes bonkers. They all go bonkers. The fact is that the athletic, ESPN, it's, that's, those aren't White Sox fans being negative. No. Yeah. Those are very, very neutral observers saying, you're doing crap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's it's not just – the call is coming from inside the house anymore. The, the call is coming from all the houses. When you get an F and a D minus, and then you have all this noise around an abuser, it's, it's something everybody sees. And everybody knows the White Sox are in a bad place again. And when you are a team going to face the White Sox, that is something you have in your pocket. That is something that helps you think you can beat this team. When you're facing a team that is constantly in shambles, um, whether it be with injuries, on-field play, or off-field distractions, it gives you confidence that we are going to go into their house and we are going to beat this mess. And I think we're going to see that. (laughs) I I think we're going to see that. Real quick before we go, we only have a minute left, but you mentioned some uh, record predictions to me Uh, before we started. Zips
1: Zips is saying 74 wins uh i've seen others that were also below 80 about 76 wins i've seen them as high as the upper 80s you know these predictions come in all over las vegas is saying 83 or 84 um you have to remember las vegas is not necessarily saying what they think it will be they're they're saying what they think will get half the bets on one side and half the bets on the other yeah the over and under uh but it's not a lot of confidence to this is a great team. I, th- I think the power rankings from ESPN—they're fifteenth, sixteenth, somewhere in there.
2: Yeah, they—I think they might have been sixteenth or seventeenth. I think was the because the, I think on the last one I saw they were on the outside looking in for sure at the playoff scenario. Uh, I mean, if I were a betting man, which I am not, but if I were, uh, I would take the under on eighty-four wins for sure. And I would feel pretty confident that I was going to have a little extra vacation money at the end of the year. Uh, but that is all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to episode 99. Uh, we'll probably be back late in the week next week as well in hopes that Clevenger uh, news comes out. Uh, and we will see you for our 100th episode. If anyone out there has listened to all ninety nine. You are amazing. We love you. <laughs> I can't believe you listen to us gripe so much, but I'm so glad you agree with us on everything because that's why you listen to all 99 episodes. Clearly <laughs> uh, to the players who definitely have listened to all 99 episodes, hang in there. You're going to have a great season. Uh, we love you, but uh, yeah, we will see you for the 100th episode next time on sharing socks.